0: And for more on this, we join on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at Twenty Seven Four Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Nadir, you were going to keep an eye on us, uh, f- uh, an eye for us on uh, the current account data that came out yesterday. So, what did it tell us?
1: Yeah, Sakina, You know, we saw a narrowing of the current account deficit uh, registered in the fourth, in the first quarter, rather should I say, from the uh, fourth quarter of last year. So, we sh- saw the current account data a deficit coming in at 4.8%. So it's uh, coming marginally um, narrower than the fourth quarter of last year at 5.1% last year. Um, but, you know, I think... Uh, if when, when analyzing the data, one would seem to think that it's more structural, it's more um, seasonal rather than structural improvement in the current account data because it was really an improvement on the back of uh, less dividends paid to foreign investors during the first quarter um, because we still saw the trade balance coming under significant pressure and in actual fact, we saw an outflow of foreign direct investment. So really speaking, one would have to say that it's seasonal rather than structural, uh, structural and the South African uh, market still remains under significant pressure, given the electricity shortages um, affecting manufacturing, as well as a subpar sort of global demand, uh, meaning that uh, the demand for exports is not, is not that high. So really speaking, an improvement, and we saw the rand strengthening a little bit on the back of that. But, uh, you know, we'll remain cautious of this improvement to 4.8 percent of GDP.
0: And just looking at what's happening in the United States, Nadir, uh, what are some of the dangers present in U.S. equities at the moment?
1: Yeah, you know, Sakina, I mean, we've seen a significant rally in the S&P 500 uh, sort of over the last five years or six years ever since the end of the global financial crisis. Um, You know, we're talking about a return of somewhere in the region of 320%. Um, cumulative over that period, you know, and it's really been led on the back of uh, the hopes of quantitative easing and what that will do to growth and, you know, what will that do to to earnings for these companies and also we've seen a lot of corporate share buybacks, you know, and we've seen uh, corporate cash files dwindle on the the back of that and, uh, you know, they haven't found necessarily very profitable opportunities to invest their cash rather than buying back their own shares. So a lot of that has been driving the, um, the returns on the U.S. equity market. But we're reaching a stage where, you know, multiples have now expanded quite considerably on the back of that. We're talking about, um, you know, parts of the, the, the S&P overall trading on about 18.5 times earnings. But, you know, the growth part of the markets, um, you know, the, the the tech stocks, the likes of Twitter, Facebook and uh, Google, you know, those trading closer to 30 times forward earnings, you know. So it's really looking uh, expensive. And, uh, you know, at a time when the U.S. is going to be increasing interest rates and, uh, you know, the, the the return on equity hurdles for these companies are getting higher, you know, um, it's it's time to really question how much legs there is left in the U.S. rally, you know? especially uh, at the growth end of the market. So, you know, I think there are opportunities available selectively at the value end of the market. You know, there's some companies that we have good prospects for growing their earnings. But that's ultimately what it's going to become uh, all about in the U.S. Uh, for, the, for the next uh, two to three years. You know, it's really going to be about earnings generation and the, and the ability to moderate the, the, the very high P.E. multiples we're seeing on the back of an extended rally ever since the end of the financial crisis.